Hey y'all, this is Charlie and we are living, loving, laughing in grace and welcome back. We are in part two uh, of this beautiful, sweet word that our wonderful Savior, Jesus Christ and our loving Daddy God has for us. My friends, as we heard in Proverbs uh, 16, 24, it says, pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. My friends, the sweetness of the gospel is powerful. Think about this. It says health to your bones. And then you say, well, my problem isn't actually in my bones, but you know what's made in your bones? Your blood. And how important is our blood? What happens when you go to the doctor because, you know, something's not going right? What's the first thing they do after a little exam? They take your blood, right? They do lab work. I can't tell you how many pints of blood I gave over the past 12 years, but hallelujah. I mean, it used to be everyone at the lab knew me. And the last time I went, nobody knew me. And I stopped and praised the Lord like, wow, daddy God, how much you've healed me that I come in here and people don't know me anymore. And it used to be everyone that worked in that building knew me because I was there so much. But so what do they do? They check your blood and your blood is made in your bones. My friends, the Bible is so far further advanced and man is just trying to play catch up because these words were spoken thousands of years ago, right? Uh, so the sweetness of the gospel brings us health. It, it sets us free. Sweetness to your soul. My friends, if it's not your body that's ailing, it's your soul that's ailing, right? If we have problems, it's in one of those two areas because it's not your spirit. Your spirit's already saved and perfected and complete in Christ. So it's either our soul, which is our mind and our emotions or our body, right? I'm not saying you have to have something going on that's wrong, but if you do, it's one of those areas. And very often, actually, the Bible tells us that physical ailments come from an issue in our soul. And notice that it says he gives you sweetness to your soul first. Once you have that sweetness to your soul, then it brings healing to your body. In John 3, 2, he said, Beloved, I pray that you will prosper in all things and be in health even as your soul prospers. Uh, he was writing to a believer, so he knew his spirit was already prospering. And he just told us that as your soul prospers, your body prospers. And I can testify to that, that over the years, as the Lord has healed my heart of bitterness and hardness and coldness and pride and unforgiveness, my friend, we don't even know it's there. If we are not exposing ourselves to Jesus, don't go looking for it. It's not our business to try and perform open heart surgery on ourselves. Amen. Don't go looking for it. You just look to Jesus and the most gentle, kind, sweet way he will work, work that stuff out of you. And as he has, I have experienced physical healing. That is a big part of why I am so grateful my healing has come so slowly. Because what good would it have done me to have a perfectly healthy body if my heart had still been a mess? Amen. So that was a nice little bunny trail. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody needed to hear that. And God bless you. Receive that, my friend. Receive that. Amen. That word was for you, my sister. So pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Uh, and I believe we left off. We had actually come to Malachi 3.16 where we were talking about the beautiful family photo album, right? The Bible actually calls it the book of remembrance that the Lord is preparing for us. And as we saw what he is writing about is every time you think about him, 
talk about him, worship him. My friends, when you pray, you're talking about him and meditating on him, right? And it said, listen, I want to read it to you out of the Amplified. Last time I read it to you out of the New King James. Listen to this. It says, then those who worship the Lord talked often one to another. My friend, can I tell you something? Do you know it is by the Holy Spirit's invitation that we desire to worship the Lord? When we see how good Jesus is, when we see how much our Father loves us, our heart's response is to want to worship Him. And then the more we worship Him, the more we see of Him, the more we want to worship Him. My friend, worship is a grace gift. It starts from the Father. We are worshiping because of how good He is. So it actually starts from Him towards us. And then we send the worship back to Him. Amen. We're simply declaring to Him who He is and what He's done for us. That's worship. And yes, I absolutely recommend getting some favorite worship tunes that you can sing to when you're on your own uh, every day. But worship is also what comes out of your mouth, right? When you tell someone the good thing that the Lord just did for you, you know, when you tell him how he, how he saved you from that accident on the way home from work, or, you know, there was that close call. My friend, a close call is always the devil was after you and the Lord just saved you every single time, my friend. There are no coincidences. Amen. So it says, then those who worship the Lord talked often one to another. Guess what? This counts. Listening to this podcast counts, right? I know I don't get to hear what you're saying, but you're saying something. I mean, like in your mind, right? You're receiving this. You're meditating on it. You're believing it. Sometimes you're even speaking it with me. This counts. Your daddy so treasures this moment that we're sharing together around his son, that he's taking pictures of it. He's writing it down so that we can enjoy it with him when we get to heaven. Amen. My friends, you know, when I was a kid, once we moved to, to, the, to the United States, we had some grandparents. Uh, most of our family actually lived in Kentucky. And in the summer, we would get to go stay with them. And every year, every year, my grandparents would get out their family photo albums, right? And they, they had, and there are a lot of pictures of us from when we were much younger. And we would sit down every year, right? And as a kid, you don't quite appreciate it as much. <laughs> you know, the first few years we did because it was new. But then it was like, okay, not only do, do I know every story, I can remember each picture. But, you know, but what do they do for their joy? They would go through these photo albums and show us the pictures, right? And tell us stories and laugh and laugh. And I remember my grandmother, she would laugh so much at the same stories every time, which is really ironic because of course now I say a lot of the same stuff all the time and have no clue that I do it, <laughs> but that is getting better. But you know, and, and she would just laugh and laugh and my grandpa would get tickled and they would get so tickled, you know, and we would too. And what, why did they pull those photo albums out to have a good time with us for for their joy because they delighted in us because they loved us that's why they had all those pictures most of the pictures from my childhood came from my grandparents right that's what your father's waiting to do we're gonna get to heaven and he's gonna say come here come here my daughter come here my son come over here I want you to see this I've been waiting to share this with you. Look, look, look. Remember this? This was the day you received my son as your savior. This was the day you became 
my child. Look, look, look. You see this day? You see this? This was the day that you, that you talked to your best friend about me. And look, here's the day that, that you thought you were all alone in your room. Pray. Cry your heart out to me. And I was there right next to you. Look, here's the day that you prayed for your friends. Here's the day that you celebrated with me at church. Here's the other day you celebrated with me at church. Here's the other day you celebrated with me at church. My friend is going to have all these wonderful memories. It's going to be a joyous occasion. It will bring us joy to see all the times he was there with us that we momentarily forgot. Right, my friend, you know, Jesus is always with us. We're the ones who sometimes forget that. So it's really good for us to learn to practice his presence, to speak to him as if he's there because he is there. And the more you talk to him, the more you remind yourself that he's there, right? The more you will tune into that. You will learn to trust in him, rely on him. It will become natural. Can I tell you, it is a very joy-filled peaceful life when you're walking around with Jesus on your arm. Amen. I should say you're on his arm. As it says in Song of Solomon 7:10, I am my beloved's and his desire is toward me. You know, he is walking about town with you on his arm like he's just got the number one, right? The best. He wants the world to see, look, look at my girl, right? Look at my boy. I'm so proud of them. Do you know how special they are? I do. You know, you need to see yourself that way. And we were talking a lot last time about the way the Lord sees you, that he says you are altogether beautiful and there is not a flaw in you. And my friend, I want to I give you a bit of wisdom from the Lord. Don't give yourself to others who don't value you. Right? The Lord of this world, the one who created you, he values you so much he laid down his life for you. He knows everything about you. Maybe they think they do, right? Sometimes people that have known known us for a while or sometimes our family members, unfortunately, can be the ones that hold on to the ugliness about us, the, the best or the hardest, right? Learn to let that go. Let that go. But my friend, don't give yourself to people that don't value you, right? If they bring you down, make you feel bad about yourself, I'll say it this way. Jesus said, don't cast your pearls before swine. And in another parable, he likened us to pearls. Do not put yourself away. You know what swine do? If you cast pearls out in front of pigs in the mud, they're just going to stomp the pearls down into the mud. They, They have no care for them. They don't care about them. Don't spend your time. Don't give yourself to people that don't value you. Right? Because the Lord says, that you are his beloved and his desire is towards you. And he has such a desire for you. He has such an intimacy with you. He, he says you are so special and, and, and so excellent and so wonderful. He writes down every moment you spend together. And you know what else this goes on to say? It says, and they shall be mine, says the Lord. Woo! You hear that? They shall be mine says the Lord of hosts, in that day when I publicly recognize and openly declare them to be my jewels, to be my jewels. He's talking about that day, right? When, when he publicly states that when Jesus comes again and the whole world will see 
right? They'll know who's his children because he's, he is so proud of you. Your daddy God is so proud of you. And he says, you are mine. You are my jewels. Think of that. He sees you as a jewel, a beautiful jewel. It says, my special possession, my peculiar treasure. This word peculiar means like, like a treasure that is very unique, right? It's not, it's not, it's not like something you can find just anywhere. In fact, I looked this up in the original Hebrew, and I want you to hear what the second definition of the first definition is possession. The second definition is it signifies property in the special sense of a private possession, one personally acquired and carefully preserved. Did you hear that? My friend, the Lord personally, personally acquired you through his sacrifice at the cross. That's how he has made you his special possession, his priceless jewel, his peculiar treasure. Amen. And that's how the Lord sees you. With even our natural eyes, we can see the beauty of jewels scattered amongst dirt and grime. Maybe God did this so we can get an idea of what he sees. The world has its dirt and has its grime and has its filth. But when God looks down, what he sees is his beautiful jewels. He sees you and me scattered all over this world. And he himself stepped down into that dirt and covered himself in it to make us his jewels. And what does a jewel do, my friend? A jewel doesn't do anything, right? A jewel doesn't even expose itself. Someone has to go in, you know, they go into dark caves and they, and they, and they mine and they have to dig up all this material, right? To bring out the jewel. <laughs> Jesus stepped down into our darkness to bring us out, to make us his beautiful jewels. And he continues to work in us just like a craftsman. You know, the beauty of, of a diamond, part of it is in, in, in how in the actual diamond itself, but part of it is also in the skill of the jeweler who cuts it, right? Because the different cuts make it shine out light more brilliantly than others. You can trust the skill of the master craftsman. Do you know Jesus is called the master craftsman in Proverbs? He is the master craftsman and you can trust him to bring out your absolute brilliance. Hallelujah. And how beautiful that this, the Lord tells us exactly how he sees us after telling us about his book of remembrance. I am telling you, my friend, when we get to heaven, the, the, the time that we get to spend with the Lord going through this family photo album is going to be a joy and a pleasure to look forward to. And I'm going to tell you something else uh, that he just, I've, I've meditated on these scriptures for years because they're so beautiful. Why wouldn't we want to, right? And his sweetness brings us healing. But this morning, when I was praying for each of you, he showed me something new out of this. That was when he showed me that even when you pray, he's like, you know, right then, as you were praying for them, I just recorded that. That's in my that's in your chapter, right? In the book of remembrance. And 
this is something that I have shared before, but uh, just one-on-one -on -one with some people, but I never had the scriptural basis for it until now. And you know, when the Lord gives us a vision, there's always going to be a scriptural basis for it. But sometimes it takes a while, you know, and his timing, he, he will lead you to it. And it's so funny because I've been meditating on this for years before I realized this was the basis for this beautiful vision that he's given me of, of what it's going to be like in heaven. And my friend, you know, we are meant to dwell on that. If the Lord didn't want us thinking about what life is like in heaven, he wouldn't have given us so much scripture describing it to us. Amen. He wouldn't have told us how beautiful it's going to be and how there's going to be no pain and no suffering and no grief, but we're going to be forever young, right? And we're, and we're going to each get to enjoy to the fullest, the talents and the creativities that he's put in us. Could you imagine? I want you to think about the, the talents in you, the giftings, the desires in your heart, the things you enjoy to do the most, and then think about being able to do those with no limitations, with no incapacities. That's what heaven's going to be like, my friends. Heaven is a real place. We're not just going to be spirits floating about the place. Jesus said that we're going to have a body like his. And his body was one that could transcend walls and, and go faster than the speed of light. But at the same time, it could be touched and he could eat. Hallelujah, there's joy for me. He could still eat. The Lord always meant for us to eat. He just meant for us to eat from the tree of life. My friends, the tree of life represented his son. Just as Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and life more abundantly. Amen. Just as he says in the Psalms, taste and see that the Lord is good. The Lord gave us a world full of beautiful trees in which it said every tree was beautiful to the eyes and good for food except one. We were meant to eat of all that goodness. And when we did, it would cause us to worship our Lord, to thank him for the goodness that he gave us. We're going to get that back. The Lord is restoring what we took away because the Bible says he restores what he did not take away. Amen. Oh, I got so far down that bunny trail. I don't know where we were at. Really? I need one of y'all to remind me. So heaven's a wonderful place that the Lord wants us to dwell on. Hey, listen to this. In Philippians 4, 8, Paul says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything pra praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Amen. Meditate on these things. Think on these things. Why? Because as you believe, so you will live. My friends, the things that we meditate on are the things that we eventually believe in. Amen. You know, a lot of people have fears from watching, you know, all these crime shows and all these shows about all these horrible things that happen to people and freak accidents. And they imbibe that so much. They think on it so much that they start believing that it can happen to them. Not if you're a child of God. My friend, the Bible says a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Jesus also taught, taught us to pray, our heavenly father, your will be done on earth 
as it is in heaven. So all that beauty we just talked about in heaven, your daddy God wants you to ask for that in your life. And then believe him and trust him that he will bring it about. Amen. He never said there wouldn't be troubles in the world. The world is embracing the darkness of the devil. The world is rejecting God. The world is saying, I don't need you. I don't need your grace. I don't need your love. I don't need your savior. I've got this. So they got this. They get what they got. My friend, but you are a child of God. And God takes care of his children. Do you take care of your children only when they're good? No, that's, that's ludicrous. You take care of your children, whether they're good or bad or in between. You take care of them. Why? Because they are your children and you love them. How much more our father in heaven who is perfect and who the Bible says there is no shadow in him, not a shadow of turning. Every way you turn him, he is light and he is perfect. We are imperfect. He is perfect and he takes care of you because you are his child. So I want to leave you with this last wonderful vision of heaven. So we know that the Lord is recording every time we talk about him. You know, that, that includes like, like uh, what we're doing now. That includes when you're sharing the gospel with someone. That includes when you're just telling your, your best friend something great the Lord did for you. That includes when you sit down to eat with your family and you pray before you eat, you know, or on your own. You, when you pray before you have lunch, you know, that anytime you're thinking on the Lord, he's taking note of it. And so I want you to vision this. Not only is there going to be a time, I believe a private time. Where Jesus is and, and, and the Father are going to go through your chapter. And y'all are going to have so much fun. Because what? The Bible says in his presence is what? The fullness of joy. The fullness of joy, my friends. And you know joy is the second fruit of the Spirit. For some reason, sometimes people think Christians, we're supposed to have this, this hard, weary, burdensome uh, um, air about us. But joy is the second fruit of the Spirit. Love being the first. And the fruits are the things the Lord produces in us out of who he is, right? They're not things we can try to produce in ourselves. So in his presence is fullness of joy. So you're going to enjoy this album. And then you know what? I believe there is going to be the greatest of all meet and greets. You know, one of, uh, one of the, 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 the times I really enjoy at church is, you know, in many churches, there's that time during the service. Where, where they take a moment for you to greet the people around you, you know, and you can give them a quick blessing, you know, uh, give them a hug, a handshake, a word of encouragement. You know, even before the service starts, we get to do that, right? I love getting to see my brothers and sisters every Sunday and give them a hug and, and we speak the Lord's blessings over each other. You know, it's a meet and greet. I call it. We meet each other again and we greet each other. And in heaven, I believe out of the grace of our God, right? Because here's the thing, everything we do, it tells us in Philippians 2.13 that it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So everything that we do for the Lord, he first gives us the desire for it. And then he also gives us the ability to do it. So he gives us the desire, he gives us the ability, and then he rewards us when we do it. Because it also says, right? And, um, Hebrews eleven six, 
But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. He is a rewarder. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. My friends, our father is a rewarder. Amen. So where am I going with all this? So you, so we're in heaven having a great time and you're standing there. And as you go through this photo album, the Lord shows you the people who prayed for you that you never knew of. You might not have ever even known them. My friends, we are experiencing and living and tasting and imbibing the gospel of grace today because of thousands of years of faithfulness of people that went before us, right? They have passed down the gospel of grace. They have passed down the Lord's gospel and his word and our belief in Jesus Christ from, from one generation to the next, to the next, to the next. It is all by a gift that we get to enjoy this, right? And of course, the, the miracle working power of the Lord. I mean, think about this. When Jesus was on the earth, the Roman Empire was the largest empire in the world. And yet it's gone. It has no influence today. Yet a carpenter, a carpenter from a backwoods place where the people of the day said, can anything good come from there? He has power and influence over the world today. Amen. Over the entire world. Hallelujah. So the Lord, with this beautiful book of remembrance, you're going to get to see people who have prayed for you and fed into you that you didn't even know. Maybe you didn't know them. Maybe you did know them, but you didn't know all the times that they prayed for you. You didn't know how much their prayers did for you. Until the Lord shows you and you'll have the opportunity to get to go and thank them for what they did. And guess what? Because I know this would bring me the greatest of joys. On the flip side, you're going to have moments. People come up to you that you've never even met. That'll say, thank you. I'm here today because of you. I'm here because you gave to that missionary who came to my country, who shared the gospel, and that's why I'm here. I'm here because you built a shoebox, and it came to my village, and my friend got it, and he received Christ, and he brought me to church, and I received Christ, and then my family received Christ. I'm here today because you prayed for me. Or maybe a family member or a friend that you know comes up and says they realize that so many times where they thought that, that, the, that everything was just crashing down around them, the Lord shows them that your prayers for them were a shield around them. Oh, my friends, the thing we can persevere through when our eyes are on heaven, when we see what the ultimate goal is, my friends, we're not trying to live a good life. We are living life. We are bringing people who are dead to life. We are bringing heaven down to earth so that the people of earth can then experience heaven and join us there. Hallelujah. You know, when I look at the cost sometimes, when, when I'm presented with an opportunity and I look at the cost, 
do I have this money right now? And then the Lord reminds me of this vision that by giving this up, which means, yeah, maybe I'll have to cut some things here and there. But by giving that up, I'm going to meet someone in heaven that's there because of that. How much more would we all give? Amen. And I want to share with you a very real experience I had a few weeks ago uh, when I was just having a couple of rough days, some, some old pains had come up in my body again. I was in a lot of pain, caught some kind of a little bug. Uh, my mind was just really struggling. My, you know, my emotions were kind of out there and I was praying to the Lord and I was praying and praying. And then he gave me this inner vision. When I talk about vision, I'm talking about inner visions, not, not things, you know, right out in, in front of my eyes, but how he brings, he brings visions up in our hearts. You know, the Bible says that the, that the Lord tells us in Ephesians 1 to pray that the eyes of our hearts would be opened. Amen. To see his calling for us, to see his hope, to see the power that he has put in us. At first of all, for a spirit of revelation to know him better. Amen. So I was praying and just having, like I said, a rough time and thinking that it, you know, that this is the worst, right? You have those moments. We all have those moments where we think, oh my goodness, it just couldn't be worse than this. And then the Lord showed me, yes, actually, it would be much worse than what I was experiencing, except for the prayers of people that I didn't even know were praying for me. They were shielding me and protecting me from how much more the enemy had against me. <laughs> My friends, just trust. Trust in the goodness of your Lord. Trust in the goodness of your daddy that loves you so much. Just believe that he is working for you. He is on your side. He is doing everything he can to work everything to your good. Amen. And there are things that happen we don't understand. But when we get to heaven, what we're going to see is how much more of his grace and his goodness and his love was always surrounding us than we possibly knew. But let's not wait. Let's start enjoying that now. Let's start thinking on it now. Let's start preparing for that beautiful family photo album, for that day that we get to look through that book of remembrance and enjoy the stories and the laughs of a father who loves us so much he gave up his one and only begotten son for us. Amen. You know, the Bible says in Psalms that his grace surrounds us as with a shield. And the word that's used for shield there isn't just a shield that's in front of you, but it's a one that goes completely around you. Like those prayers that he showed me. And he just brought that scripture back up to my mind. My friend, keep that in your mind. Dwell on these sweet words that the grace of your father, his favor, surrounds you as with a shield. Amen. And you have a great day of joy to look forward to in heaven. And we're going to have the best meet and greet of all eternity, even if it takes all of eternity. Amen. Hallelujah, my friend. All right. Ooh, I know I've been blessed. 
And I believe, I can see in the spirit that you've been blessed too. Just, just believe and receive these sweet words from your daddy God that you are his precious jewels. That he, he's got you in his hand. He is bringing out your brilliance in ways you can't imagine. You know, sometimes that means going through the heat. You know, diamonds are made under pressure. Oyster, uh, pearls are made the same way, right? As when the heat is on. So sometimes the Lord allows us to go through things because it's bringing out our brilliance. But just know because he is your Lord, it cannot overtake you. Amen. Amen, my friends. Amen. All right. Daddy God, we thank you for this beautiful word that you've given us here today. And we just pray that you would help us to continuously keep our mind on the heavenly things, Lord. To remember that you are keeping that family photo album for our joy. For our joy, Lord. That there will be a day that we will have heavenly rewards beyond our imagination. We are your precious jewels. That you died to make us your special treasure. How we just declare health. Health to your body. Peace to your mind. Protection for you and your loved ones. Pray that you have a week full of thanksgiving to the Lord. Hearts abounding with gratefulness. Thanking and thanking and thanking the Lord. The Bible tells us to rejoice always in the Lord. Lord, we are rejoicing always in you. Thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. My friend, if you are listening today and you have never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, and you say, you know what? I want to be a child of this loving God. I want to be a part of that party. I want to see my chapter started in God's book of remembrance. It's as easy as just saying the simple prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. I believe that he took all of my sins at the cross, and he has given me his righteousness. He died at the cross. He was raised from the grave and he is alive today declaring that I am justified. I am made righteous. I am now your beloved child. Heaven is my home. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. My friend, if you just prayed that you have just become a child of God, hallelujah, all your sins of your past, present, and future have been forever washed away. You are the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I would love for you to reach out to me so I could send you a free gift to encourage you in this new relationship with the Lord. You can contact me through my Facebook page uh, or through my email, uh, gracegang20 at gmail.com. And that's also in the episode notes, how you can get a hold of me. Amen. All right. And my friends, before I let you go, uh, this is Thanksgiving week. So I want to let you know there will not be a podcast this coming Thursday. I'm going to be enjoying time with my family and friends. I know you're going to be enjoying time with your family and friends and thanking the Lord for all his goodness. So a happy Thanksgiving to you all. A blessed Thanksgiving to you. And um, until next time, keep on living, loving, and laughing in grace.